Put your shoulder to the wheel, push along. Do your duty with a heart full of song. We all have work. Let no one shirk. Put your shoulder to the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) No way. My favorite, amen. Put your shoulder to the wheel. (laughs) That's a song you would sing as a kid. Yep, yep. Damn. That seems so, it does innocent and cute though. It sounds innocent (laughs) and cute, but if you think about it, they're instilling you to do some work for the rest of your life. That's right. Yeah. Work ethic, I guess, is a big part of Mormonism in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so hey, God lovers, God lover Kyle here. Today I'm joined by a special guest, Kelly Polk, who is a filmmaker, an edit, like a writer, an actor, and works in production, and is an ex Mormon. So this is kind of like our Mormon episode. <laughs> Welcome, Kelly. Thank you for having me, longtime fan and follower. I'm happy to have you. We're in person, so it's fun. I haven't done in person for like the last five episodes or something. So I feel extra special. Yeah, it makes it better, I think. Hell yeah. So basically, you reached out to me to be like, we need to have a Mormon episode. You know, you have a lot of Mormon history and stuff like that. And I agreed, like, we kind of have to talk about Mormonism because I'm not super familiar with it as a Catholic, raised Catholic person. Uh-huh. And I've always been really interested in it because it seems like, I mean, it's insane to think that there's a third testament to the Bible that was found in the Americas and that people actually like follow this religion. It's like an American religion. Yeah. In in middle America. Yeah. uh, That's where the Garden of Eden was. So they say. Okay. Um, (laughs) You know, by Joseph Smith, who grew up in Elmira, New York. And at 14 years old, uh, he was given a vision by Mm. the angel Moroni who Mm. told him to walk up a mountain, dig a big hole, and you'll find something special there. (laughs) And there are two rocks that will help decode this special book. However, nobody else can use these rocks. Nobody else can see these rocks. Nobody else can decode the book but you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so he was given a special like special orders just for him, no one else. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I have to say uh, to what you were talking about earlier, I feel like Mormonism is very parallel to Scientology, but it's like it's younger, uglier cousin uh, mm. who people don't really know much about. Mormonism is younger than Scientology? No, you oh, mean I'm the sorry. other way around. Yeah, other way around. It's, okay. it's older, right. older cousin. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was actually thinking that because I was thinking about Mormonism today, like getting ready for the interview. And I was like, well, it's kind of like Scientology because it's like they make it all up for themselves kind of from yep. scratch. And it's like... I mean, in Scientology, I don't, it's not Christian Scientology. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, Mormons are an off, or they say they're an offshoot of Christianity, but there's very much this kind of within the Christian and Catholic community, no, no, you're not Christians. Please don't call yourself that, which I totally understand. um, Yeah. Because it's also kind of like a polytheistic religion that's hidden under a monotheistic religion. Really? Um, Yes, because they believe that God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost are three separate physical entities. 
Three separate physical, are you sure? Correct. Okay. Yes, they believe that they are like people that are just in heaven or the spirit world versus Catholicism where there's there's this kind of like esoteric version of them all being kind of three in one. Yeah. Um, Protestantism is more about it just really being one and then that's kind of it except they reference those and it's a little bit more convoluted. Right. Okay. Oh, so interesting. So you were raised were you were raised to be Mormon in a Mormon family. Your and your mother was Mormon. Correct. So my mother was a Mormon, born and raised. Her family goes all the way back to like pioneer um times, which the Mormon church was founded in like the eighteen forties. Okay. Um, and pioneer times that's like people in wagons going west. Correct. Or okay. at least the Mormons were. At least the Mormons yeah. were. Um So Mormonism did not even start in the middle of the country? No, no. It started in upstate New York. Oh, okay. And then they kept getting pushed farther and farther west. And that's how they finally mm. settled in Utah mm. because they kind of had this safe space with all the mountains. So mm-hmm. it was harder for people to get to them. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, a lot of people don't realize New York, where we are, is where it all started. <laughs> it's the home of the Mormons. Yeah. And so your mother, your ancestors, essentially, <laughs> were the people who were there at the beginning of Mormonism and were pushed uh, west to Utah from pushed New west. York. Yes. And then, you know, my family, um, you know, is from California. So we were pushed, pushed all the way. To, um, yeah. But then my dad, it's super interesting because he was a convert to the church in the 70s and he grew up on Venice Beach. Which is like a very, you know, non-traditional way oh, to yeah. enter Mormonism. Yeah. <laughs> um, was it like before he met your mom or did he meet your mom through converting? Uh, so it was shortly before he, he met my mom. Okay. Um, he had some friends in high school that were Mormon, I believe. And they kind of <laughs> gave him the push. And honestly, <laughs> I think he just needed structure. Yeah. Um, you know, with all the craziness of the 70s. And he had, you know. Yeah. Ironically, he's the oldest of seven, though he wasn't Mormon. Um, but all oh. of his brothers and sisters, I think, were big partiers and, you know, Kind of were led astray. So I they see. Say. So he had like that. You know, wanted to push against it or not be that. Yeah, it yeah. was like the anti-rebellion. Yeah, I um, get it. Yeah. So then, a few years after that, he met my mom at a Mormon church dance. Okay, gotcha. So that's how it all started. <laughs> oh my gosh, at a Mormon church dance, and there's Mormons, I guess, are everywhere. Then they're in every state. Or... Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, obviously concentrated in Utah. Right. But there's you know Mormons here in New York. Yeah. City. Yeah. Um, you know they're they're all over the world, really. So when you were being raised into Mormonism, was it like your whole world was Mormon? Like, did you go to like a Mormon elementary school or no? Um, no. So they don't really have like Mormon educational churches. Like, you know, there's. Um, other different religions that have you know schools right but they have a seminary in high school which is a program that you go to before school for a couple hours so in high school i'd have to wake up at 5 a.m and go to church before i went to high school every single day during the week every single day every single day and then on sunday you don't have one hour of church you have three that's brutal yeah Wait, and okay, so I'm Catholic, right? I For me, going to church is a, a specifically Catholic thing in my mind. Like, I can imagine a Catholic mass and how it works, but like, there's no way I can imagine what a Mormon mass is because 
I've never been to one. And it seems like with Mormonism, it's separated from everything else in a way. It's almost ethnic. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's funny that you say that because it's very ethnically white. Yeah. Um, and they, or I should say the religion and its founders were very racist and mm-hmm. did not allow... Um, people with darker skin to give the sacrament and in fact um there were a group of people in the book of mormon called the lamanites and they were given the name the lamanites because they were cursed by having dark skin okay like you can't get much more racist than that i mean writing it into your holy book exactly yeah exactly and uh i think it was up until the 80s that that law was still around Uh, like a mormon law absolutely in the late 80s okay so it's changed a little since then (laughs) yeah it's changed, but it's like fundamentally the beliefs are the belief like how they feel is how they feel oh absolutely yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) you know some people might tell you otherwise but yeah you look at the church and it's it's very snowy yeah right i mean i have always i knew it was like white i don't is there a particular ethnicity beyond just being white or was it have is it like germans from new york state or do you know like um, no i don't think it, not really particularly i yeah. think it's just a pidge page of every beige yeah okay gotcha interesting so when you're going to church before school in the morning what happens there now i have to say in mm-hmm. high school i kind of checked out Sure. So if I can, I want to rewind back okay. uh, to when I was four years old yes. because that's when my dad left the church. Okay. So I was still going to church during this time, but there was definitely a missing figure there. Uh-huh. And then when I was eight years old, that's when you're supposed to get baptized in the church. Okay. And it's a very big deal. Um, and you have to have both parents consent. Uh huh. Now my father did not give consent because he let. He was like, "I'm done with this." Correct. Okay. And as a little kid, I was like, "Man, I'm not cool. Yeah, I can't why, get baptized." Yeah. Why can't Dad just let me be normal? <laughs> why? Uh, What's going on? Uh, um. And then, so he had this whole existential conversation with me when I was eight years old. (laughs) So young. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of set me up for uh, who I am today. It explains a lot. But maybe maybe a little too young looking back at it. Um, But yeah, you know, um, he was talking about choice and brainwashing and, Mm -hmm. you know, wanted me to experience more than one religion. Yeah. And not have to make this lifelong commitment. At eight years old. Yeah, it seems very... not. It's just stricter religion, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There's like, you, like uh, for me, like, I, was, I was Catholic, but uh, like I went to Jewish summer camp. My mom wasn't like dogmatic about it. Like uh-huh. we went to church almost like it was a familial expectation, but it wasn't like a way of life or it wasn't like our cult like our only part of our culture i guess either Uh and so i feel i guess i'm lucky to have been exposed to be allowed to be exposed to mark i can't imagine like not being allowed to know about other religions and like be open about it 
Yeah, I think that's so formative to one's personality and, you know, insight mm-hmm. on how they perceive the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people who are who grew up and they're still Mormon in the end, right? Yeah. I mean, I have lots of family members, mm-hmm. you know, still in Utah, mm-hmm. um, even still in California that are. Like tons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. how do they receive you? I mean, obviously, fast forward for a second, like you don't practice Mormonism anymore. You don't identify as like a Mormon. Correct. So do they, do they know about that? How do they receive that? Um, Yes, they do know about it. Um, I think different family members receive it differently. Mm -hmm. Um, My closer family members are more accepting of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then my family members that are farther away, Thankfully, they're farther away enough to where they don't really give me their opinion. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) No one's bothering you about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I try not to really... um, Ruffle feathers. Exactly. Yeah, I got it. Makes sense. I mean, that's how I would probably Except for doing things like this. I mean, they don't have to know about this. (laughs) And this is actually, like, they would never understand. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. And I have to say, in my art as an adult, you Mm -hmm. know, it's kind of been something that I felt the need to traditionally rebel against and kind of speak Mm -hmm. out just because of a lot of the church's oppressive positions on certain things. Yeah. So, um, rewinding again... (laughs) Um, so once your dad, your dad, did he end up being like, you could do it and you got baptized? Uh, no, no, he didn't let me. And I was really confused and sad. And then I started playing softball. Okay. And this kind of seems irrelevant, but how it ties in is because softball was every Sunday. Okay. And church was every Sunday. Oh no. So dad was like, Hey Kelly, let's, let's come play softball. Okay. And mom was like. No, Kelly, we're going to church. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I had this scapegoat that kind of made things a little problematic within the family, but that was kind of pulling me away. And even though initially I was sad and confused about this whole thing, it did plant a seed of doubt. Mm-hmm. And I started to ask questions at church, you know, and I'm like eight years old. I'm like, what's a virgin? Oh, my God. It hasn't been touched by a man. What do you mean touched by a man? What does that mean? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because a lot about religion is really just the moral regulation of bodies and sex and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And the Mormons, um, you know, are... They're, um, they are like purity ring kind of people or... They're purity ring type people except behind closed doors. Then, you they're, know... They're doing those things where like called... Um, what's it called when you get on the bed and someone else pushes Soaking. It? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> soaking what's funny is that i hadn't heard about soaking till i was an adult till like Mm. i left the church but i guess why would i know that as a child yeah (laughs) did you end so did you end up be so how where did you end up after getting so you got pulled away a little bit which is good the seeds were planted yeah so i got pulled away a bit but then i get i kept getting pulled back and so i didn't really know how i felt but then i started to kind of see the bigger picture and kind of see the Mm. cracks and hear these things about racism and sexism and anti-queer rhetoric Mm -hmm. and you know I from 
a child, I always knew that I was attracted to more than one gender. Mm-hmm. And so that's always been a big rhetoric of the church. And, you know, I felt like that really affected me as a child is like hearing who you are is not okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, gives you lots of trauma that you then have to deal with. Um, yeah, lots to think about. <laughs> yeah, that said, I didn't really have a choice to not go to church. But Mom was like really pro-church. Yeah, so I was like, let's get creative with this. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who went to a Presbyterian church. They sang songs with a guitar, and uh-huh. I was uh you know 12 13 at this time like getting a little bit more into rock and roll so okay. i thought it was like cool and i asked my mom if i could go to a different church because it's still church and they're still talking about jesus yeah and she didn't really love it but it was better than like not going at all yeah exactly and better than me complaining at her for three hours yeah um, you really hated it you're <laughs> You're getting annoyed at it. Absolutely. And they're making you go in high school every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is even like a little before high school. Okay, yeah. And then how I got sucked back into seminary and all that is I had a crush on somebody. No. And so there was this carpool to go to seminary, and the driver of the carpool asked me if I wanted to go. So my, you know, pubescent self was like in at that I point get it. to get mm-hmm. this person's satisfaction. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, classic. So I did get sucked back for the first two years of high school. Okay. Um, but then by the time I was a junior, I was back in Presbyterian church. The person I liked ended up being a piece of shit. Um, I was back in Presbyterian <laughs> church, um, you know, till I graduated. And yeah. then that went on a whole other different path. So like, and in Presbyterian church, I mean, Presbyterian is closer to Catholic than Mormon is, I'm guessing, right? Absolutely. How it's set up. I mean, and you know, as you know, Catholicism and Presbyterianism are very different. Yeah. Um, but I also have to say, is a, is a kid growing up in Mormon church, which is really bland and an ugly church with this horrible beige rug and these beige stucco walls and this, <laughs> you know, carpet border around the walls, oh. Catholicism. Catholicism was like the glam rock of churches. I mean, still is. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. I just went to, um, what is it, St. Peter's in Midtown? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing That's some awesome. research for a film and was just like blown away staring at everything. Yeah, um, I love that about Catholicism. So in Mormon churches, it's beige, it's carpet, it's stucco. Uh-huh. The, do you call it the priest? What do you call um, them? No, it's a bishop. They're all bishops. They're a bishop, and then they're um, in the proper church. They have the quorum of the twelve apostles. The quorum, correct? Okay. <laughs> and the twelve apostles are not like the Jesus is twelve apostles, um, or they are. They are. Okay. They are. But they're the twelve apostles of um, the prophet. Um, okay, the prophet. The prophet is the head of the church, so he would be like the equivalent of the pope. Okay, they have one, like, there's a prophet of Mormon, the Mormon church today, like Correct. the Pope of the Mormon, Mormon church, basically. Correct. And they have to die in order to get a new one. Oh, okay, like the Dalai Lama, kind yeah. of. Okay. Yeah, so they're there till they're, you know, crazy and, and can't really, you know, form sentences. And, and the best way to, you know, conduct a, a large group of people and tell people what to do. Sure, it's kind of like... Um, 
like a monarchy a bit. Absolutely. It's like familiar. And I feel like with Mormonism, since it's, there's less people in the world practicing Mormonism, like it's familial. Like I'm sure it's like the head of the church and his sons and daughters are like heads of other things or like, yeah, like I'm sure there's all of that. They should do some like scripted series about. Oh, I am waiting for like the Leah Remini of Mormonism to come out and like show the world what's going on. Yeah. Because the, like the, maybe the most inside of Mormonism I've been is these like TikTok teenagers who like, are on the BYU campus and they're like doing street interviews with like students at BYU. Oh, interesting. And it's like they're asking like the craziest funny questions. Like, do you think, I, I wish, maybe I'll like just slot some audio in here, but uh-huh. it's like, it's just like, what do you think about like dating someone who's black or something? Or like, what do you, you know what I mean? Like things that they're like, uh, or like, what do you think about like, should two girls be able to like date on campus? Uh-huh. Like really simple uh-huh. things like that. Yeah, and they yeah. all have to like try to give a PC answer uh-huh. in a roundabout way. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. All right, uh, what's your favorite swear word? Um, probably frick. Frick. Uh, frick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I I actually had two Mormon missionaries come up to me in um, like the Upper West Side a few weeks ago and said, "Hey, do you want to come to church with me on Sunday?" And I said, "Sure. Can I bring my wife? I don't have a wife, but <laughs> right, you know, right. I just wanted to make it a point." And they said, "Sure, sure." But then I didn't ask, "Can me and my wife get baptized?" No. Can me and my wife get married in the temple? No. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, they let you in the church, but right. if you, you actually can't really want participate. to be in the church, it's a different story. Yeah, I see. That makes, kind of makes sense to me. That reminds me of, like, there's, like, the whole Mormon missions. Like, yes. they are, ev- in a sense, evangelical in the way that they evangelize and, like, mm-hmm. want to convert people, I guess. And they send people around the world to become Mormon. Is that right? Um. So... Because I'm thinking of the Book of Mormon, obviously. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So it's really interesting. When men are 19, they go on their two-year mission, and they send them either in a, in a different state or to a different country. Uh, my father uh, went to Canada. Okay. Uh, now, for women, it's 23, because I guess they figure if you're 23 and not married, well... Send them out. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. And so my mom, it was funny because she got married like right after she came back from her mission, but she went to England Uh-oh. and she converted and baptized some British people who she actually still talks to. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. It's, yeah. How do you baptize someone in Mormonism? Do you know? Um, yeah. So, um, you know, there's this this process of interviews and deeming yourself worthy um, mm-hmm. you know, paying your tithing, um, you mm-hmm. know, living pure. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they just literally baptize you. They put you in like an eight foot bathtub and you have to be fully submerged. And uh-huh. if one hair floats to the top. You got to do it again. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. I can, I can understand Christianity since how how old it is, I guess. And like... Not that it's any less crazy than Mormonism, really, because at the end of the day, it's like all these story, like just believing in any story is kind of equal. Yeah. But Mormonism is just so much newer. And then the whole Third Testament thing, the Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. What is in the Book of Mormon? Uh, so the Book of Mormon explains... Uh... 
So we've made it to the end of our free episode. If you want to listen to the full thing, there are 35 more minutes of conversation with Kelly, where we discuss Mormon aesthetics, missionaries, Mormon baptism, tithing, cults, the three tiers of heaven, polygamy, and much more over on our Patreon at patreon.com slash I need God. Sign up for any of our tiers. Um, You can unlock our Discord server or all of the episodes we've made so far. You listen to them all. You help support this project and keep I Need God going. And um, so if you like the content and want more, that's patreon.com slash I Need God. Join at our highest tier, the angel tier, then you're basically like a producer of the show or my best friend, basically, and we'll pray for you at the end of every episode. So if you want to right now, just close your eyes and join me in prayer for our angels, Allison White, Carson Reeves, Casey, Dakota Garcia, Jenna, Kylie Gurley, Neve Parker, Nicole Gautier, Sky Bryant, and Tyler Hill. Lord, hear our prayer. <laughs>